everyone. Welcome to the debut episode of Belly Up Fantasy Live Hockey Edition. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm your host. I'm also the hockey head at bellyupsports.com. And we've got a nice little panel going on tonight. We're going to introduce ourselves in, according, in, in accordance with the order on your screen. So going from in a hockey, in a uh, horseshoe-shaped fashion. We're going to start with Meg. So Meg, please introduce yourself to the audience. Who are you? And what do you do I with Belly Up? <laughs> Yeah, I am Megan Woods. I am a co-host of the podcast Slapshot, Slapshot Sweethearts with the amazing Shannon Walsh with me. Um, yeah, love Shannon. Um, but yeah, we host an NHL podcast from a female perspective, which in our male-dominated sport, you don't see much. So check us out. All right. Thanks, Meg. Next, we have Alex. Who you be, Alex? Uh, I am Alex. <laughs> um, Very no, specific. I'm, Alex. I'm one of the Hi, one of the Hi, co-hosts Alex. for the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast uh, with Ryan Martin um, or Zach Martin. I don't know why I said Ryan. Ryan, I'm staring at your name, so get your name out of there. Um, co-host of the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast with Zach Martin, also a writer for Belly Up Sports for the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, thanks, Alex. And we have with us Chris. Pinto. Chris, introduce yourself. Who you be? What's going on, guys? Glad to have you all on here. Uh, thank you for everyone who's tuning in and watching the inaugural show of Belly Up Fancy Live Hockey. Uh, I'm Christopher Pinto. You can always find me at Aggie Kapasig. Uh, I'm the senior sports fantasy analyst for Belly Up Sports. And I'm going to dive into hockey now, guys. Uh, I've got three super great minds in the hockey world uh, that are going to help me out, help you guys out, win a fantasy championship because there's not a lot of fantasy hockey stuff going on out there uh, and it really surprised me because hockey's a pretty big sport and everyone seems to like it i mean i'm sure y'all all see heard this and by the end of the season i won't be talking about this still but like my favorite movies ever were the mighty ducks movies and miracle like i quoted ryan about adam banks the other day i'm like dude that's my guy right there uh the only freshman on varsity come on now let's go with it so thanks for tuning in everybody I, I will argue. I will argue with you and say that Slapshot is a more significantly better hockey movie, as is Goon. But that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their wait. Are we, are we talking about Slapshot too? The fucking no, 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 the first Slapshot. Oh no, the second one with uh, what's his name, the Baldwin brother. Uh, <laughs> go, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least is myself. Uh, my name is Ryan McCarthy. I am a. I actually just celebrated my first year with Belly Up about uh, nine days ago, January seventeenth. I officially became a member of BellyUpSports.com last year, so I've been with I've been with Belly Up for about a year. Uh, I am the head of the hockey department, hockey content department. So we've got a we've got a growing team. So if you are out there and you're watching or you're listening and you want to get involved with us. At Belly Up Sports, whether you're a writer, a podcaster, a video producer, uh, graphic design, you name it, we need it. Come on board. Come on board. We'd be happy to have you. But uh, I'm also a big hockey fan. I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. I'm paying attention to my to my Devils playing the Flyers right now. Uh, you know, all around, just I'm here as the host of the show. Uh, is our, I'm happy that you could join us if you're if you're joining us live. Uh, drop a con comment in the comment box. And we'll see if we can get on the air. So, before, you know, let, let's go into some just some chit chat about the game in general. Um, 
what are your favorite teams? You know, uh, uh, Meg, I see you wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. Uh, obviously, Alex, you're with the you're with the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, reg- uh, battalion. No pun intended. And <laughs> <laughs> Pinto, P- Chris Pinto, you've got an interesting team as your favorite. Oh, t- I see the Texas, lo- I see the t- Texas State flag, but Dwayne Robinson. I mean, or D- Dwayne Robertson, the best puck handler Gordon Bombay's ever seen. So. <laughs> Represent my Austin, Texas, a little bit, little bit, little bit. But you're also a, a an Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Well, formerly Mighty Ducks. You're actually an Anaheim Ducks fan. Correct. Wow. Cartoon is great too. Good cartoon. Yes, Wild Wing. Wild Wing represent. And uh, myself, I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. Born in the state of New Jersey, raised in New York, but I will always, I will always appreciate my New Jersey Devils. So let's talk about hockey right now. Oh. Yep, we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, at the end of the show, Alex. But we'll uh, we'll go ahead and let's do some talk about hockey. You know, what are some surprising things that, that you're uh, seeing this 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 year so far? We're about we're roughly eleven one eleventh through the regular season right now. But what are some things that you're seeing that surprised you? What what has kind of disappointed you? Uh, let's start with you, Meg. Meg, what are your surprises and disappointments this year so far? Um. My surprises that I think for other people's surprises that Vegas is number one in the West. I said from the start, this is going to be Vegas's year. So I'm standing true on it, but I'm a little surprised that the avalanche is only a number four. I was expecting a lot more from them. I also, same thing in fourth place in the North, the Oilers. I was not expecting that. Um, So those two kind of expected, I expected a lot more. My boys themselves, the Pens, I'm a diehard Penguins fan, also wasn't necessarily expecting to be number two right now. After week one, we were last. But I think those are a few surprises for me. I also am expecting a little more from the Islanders and the Flyers, but also just surprised we're already 11th of the way through the season. Yeah, yeah, and and it's going to be a quick season too. I mean, with the Islanders – uh, my buddy Corey, who's also uh, my co-host of No Credentials Required, shameless plug. Uh, he's a big Islanders fan. Uh, some of the, I think, some of it has to do with the fact that they're uh, that Elias Sorokin's kind of gotten to us off to a slow start. Um, he thinks he'll be sent down to, to Bridgeport in the AHL once the AHL season starts, which is roughly in a week because uh, camps just started recently uh, for AHL teams, which is the minor league system. So, uh, Alex, let's go to you. What are some uh, surprises? What are some disappointments you're you're, you're, you're seeing this, this this season? Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say one of my biggest surprises right now has to be Minnesota. Um, you know, yes. especially losing. They lost Mika Koivu. Uh, Matt Zuccarello is out for an extended period of time. And seeing them right now in second place, you know, and then they have uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who's doing really well. I mean, for being a rookie, the kid has some solid vision. He's got two um, winning goals so far. Those so oh, far this year. absolutely. Um, in the north, I know Meg said Edmonton. Mine would probably be Montreal. Now, mm-hmm. I called Montreal um, I, being in first place, but I didn't know they were going to be that good. Uh, and probably the biggest surprise out of the whole north is – Tyler Toffoli has Vancouver's number, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, he has been obliterating them. But I'd say my right now. I mean, other than the Central, I'm not even going to really get into positioning because you know there's some teams with two games, some with six. It's just, everyone is all messed up. But yeah, um, Buffalo is really good for being in seventh place. 
Yeah. You know, I think that addition to Taylor Hall is doing really well for him. And, you know, Jack Eichel's kind of taking it up a little bit, but Dylan Cousins is looking really good for them too. Yeah. That whole East division right now is, it's the toughest division in hockey, but it's, I, I think it's argu- arguably the best division in the NHL, hands mm-hmm. down. Hands down. Even with, even though the Central has has, has their teams have had issues with COVID, uh, Dallas has only played what uh, uh, two games. Two games. They're they're, they're on the way to fifty six and zero. And Florida has only played two games as well. But yeah, you know, that division's going to get going. But the East is hands down. You can at me if you want. It's the best and the toughest division in the NHL right now. So. So, Pinto, what do you think so far? <laughs> What's your surprises <laughs> and disappointments? As he takes a drink. <laughs> so, you know, I really had very little, I guess, low standards coming into this, obviously. Uh, first, obviously, the, the Anaheim Ducks, right? They're fourth in their division right now, 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. That means very little, like Alex mentioned, right? Um, Carter has been playing pretty well out of his mind right now, right? Four and four, uh, four total points with only four assists, zero goals. So this is the part that gets a little strange to me. I'm looking, I'm a numbers guy, right? It's all about volume, all about time on the ice right now, TOI per game, right? And some of these numbers just don't correlate because now I'm realizing that hockey is not so much a statistical game as it is a flow game, as it is the chemistry of the guys that are on the ice together. And Numbers right now really don't do too much because you got to watch the film on these guys. You got to see how they mesh and jive and gel together. Because uh, you look over here right now at, from ESPN, right? The offensive leaders right now, and we'll talk about these guys later. Uh, but one guy that I don't know if he made the list just because of our cutoff time whenever I did this, and that's my bad guys. So all y'all watching, I'll try to get a little bit quicker on that. But is Bo Harvard right? Right now, his eighty yeah. Horvart or Ho, sorry, Horvath. I'm so sorry. I'm that's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, what, I we'll do football players too, so it's just it's it, you know we'll, I just can't pronounce. We'll that. make this a part of the show. Have Pinto pronounce a random hockey player's name. <laughs> and here's the thing: if I can get it right, everyone else drinks. <laughs> Respect. That. Respect. All right. Enough, right. But so, so I'm we're... looking at this cat, right? And he's leading the league right now. He's got five goals, ten points, so five assists as well. But his ADP was nowhere near a top 50 guy at all. Um, but then you watch the film on him and you see his teammates and you see the, the camaraderie they have and you understand why. And then obviously power plays and things like that that you don't get in football or basketball or baseball, you get in hockey. So this game is super fun. And I, I called it the Wild West when I was talking to my belly up fancy live football guys. I was like, dude, hockey is like the Wild West. It's absolutely awesome. So I'm really excited to do this. Giddy up. Yeah, <laughs> giddy up! Come on for the ride, Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> right, for as for me, uh, biggest surprise is my New Jersey. I think my New Jersey. I'm, I'm being a bit of a homer here, but my New Jersey Devils. They're off to a pretty strong start. Uh, they've got their three one and one. They're in the playoff. Think of the playoff race right now. Uh, Montreal to the north. I, I had them finishing third on the, in the north, and I'll I'll uh, piggyback uh, of what Alex said. They're they're the most solid team in the North right now. You know, they're 4-0-2, uh, two overtime losses. They're 10 points. They're tied with Toronto, who is equally as surprising. I had them finishing fourth. Winnipeg is also in the mix, too. Uh, out in the West, um, Colorado, as Meg said, kind of a disappointment. But uh, but I, I think once they get, get their game going, they get their their uh, their scoring going, they'll be tough to, they'll be tough to beat. Um, 
Yeah. So let's go quickly over the standings, and I'm going to start in the Central Division. So in first place right now in the Central Division is Tampa Bay Lightning. No surprise there. Uh, they're three and one with six points. They're tied with Columbus, also with six points. Uh, they're two and two. They're two and two with two overtime losses. In third place, Chicago, five points, two, three, and one. Dallas is four point has four points. On their way to 56 and 0 with a 2 and 0 record, no overtime, and and same with uh, Florida, they're also 2 and 0. Carolina, two, uh, three, two, and uh, sorry, two and one. Nashville, two and three. Detroit at the bottom, two and four. Uh, East Division currently, and this is without tonight's games being played. Uh, we got Washington in first place, nine points. Philly, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh, eight points in second. New Jersey, Boston. Philly all tied for third with seven points, although New Jersey, Boston would be third and fourth. Islanders and Islanders with six points, followed by the Sabres and the Rangers. North Division, Montreal and, and Toronto are tied for first place, although uh, Montreal has less losses than Toronto. Winnipeg's in third, Edmonton fourth, Vancouver in fifth, Calgary sitting in sixth, and Ottawa in seventh. Calgary, kind of a disappointment so far, but again, They've only played four games because of of, part of, of uh, their scheduling because of uh, COVID concerns. Uh, West, Vegas in first place, 5-1, 10 points. Minnesota, surprisingly, in second with eight points. St. Louis, third with seven. Colorado, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and San Jose, all with six points. And Arizona City in last place with five points with six games played. So, uh, so we're going to move on to our league leaders and no surprise to see Connor McDavid on the top of the list with 10 point with 10 points so far. <laughs> Not, I mean, anyone disagree? <laughs> what's new? Yeah. Totally <laughs> yeah. What's new? It's, it's, you know, grass is green, water's wet. Connor McDavid's leading the, leading the league within points uh, with 10. Although tied with him, are Bo Horvat, as uh, Chris mentioned, and Mitch Marner with ten po- as p- with ten points as well. So amongst amongst some of the top forwards in the league, you got Horvat, McDavid, Marner, Anze Kopitar. He's also got ten points, and Kyle Con- Kyle Connor with Winnipeg. He's got nine points. Any surprises on that list? Uh, for me, I'd have to say Kopitar. I mean. I know he's he's good. He usually gets a decent amount of points, but I think ten this early in the short schedule is a little high for him normally. He usually kind of starts off pretty cool and then heats up. I'd say about a third of the way through, um, especially you know they have uh, some rookies and some really young guys and a decently new team this year. So yeah, that's they have a very young team this year. Yeah, it's pretty surprising for me. It's also a pretty young bunch there, just in our tops we have here. He's kind of the standout. He's, what, in his 30s? The rest of them are all low 20s, yeah. pretty recent drafts. Like, it's kind of – he's the he's the old man out there. Not that he's old because he's only in his 30s, but he kind of stands out on that list for that reason. But not necessarily shocking, just different. What are you seeing in the, in the, in the stats realm there, uh, there Chris? So I was actually just doing some numbers over here just a second. If y'all saw me counting real fast, I was using my abacus. So um, <laughs> I want to know. Do in Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's how we do it in Texas. You know, we got our six shooters and our horses out front. So 
And you're advocating for uh, adding. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really wild is like all these guys, you see Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner, um, Anzi, is that, is that his name? Anze, Anze Kopitar. There we go. I'm not going to say his last name. Anze. There we go. Oh, I'll the drink. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys are over 20 minutes on the ice, right? But then you look at Connor and then you look at Bo, and both of these guys are well under 19 minutes on the ice. Um, their, their shooting percentages are out of this world, right? With Bo, he's had, you know, two games at 50% and 66.7. Their shots on goal is what I'm trying to find right now. Oh, here we go. And Bo's, he's lighting it up, right? He's he's at least taking one shot per goal except yesterday. Uh, and he's scoring, right? You look at Connor McDavid, the consensus 1.01, he's had 33 shots on goal. And if he says, I'm sorry, if he has seven or more shots on the goal, he scores in that game and, and it's likely multiple scores. Um, that's just his guys helping him out, right? What we can see with the flow. Um Kyle Connor, on the other hand, is a guy that I'm really looking at right now because he's scoring in every category right now. He's got goals, he's got assists, uh, shots on goal. He's high on his team, his points per game, or um, his uh, his assists per game, and his shooting percentage are off the chart right now. Um, and all these guys' ADP were really, really low, which was really crazy to me. Um, Kyle Connor is at 43.8, which is like in the fourth or fifth round, and a guy that's leading the league right now should be in the second or third. So this is really a new situation for me so i'm gonna have to take the back seat to a lot of these things to you guys and i want to hear what i guess that means to y'all i mean is being on the ice less more helpful because by the numbers that's what it says it might depend on the player i mean Connor mcdavid he's not in the ice that much but he's contributing yeah he's a first he's a first liner i mean he's which means he's 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 the top guy in the line he's, mm-hmm. he's top six forward as we say in, in in the hockey world uh obviously a number one forward because he scores He's a he's a top scorer, so but yeah, that, cor- that interesting correlation between ice time and points per game is is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think especially for like the older guys in the game, like as they get less ice time, as they start slowing down. I know that was a big thing Shannon and I talked about when we were talking about Chara moving. It's like he wasn't going to get top minute, but he's still a big contributing factor in the defense. So it's like you don't always see stats for that, but he still can now is playing some decent minutes in in Washington, but you don't always see that in the numbers. Yeah. And what, I mean, one other thing I noticed, especially with the time on ice, you know, you look at Bo Horvat, he's got under 19 minutes and then Mitch Marner has over 24 minutes on average. Well, Bo Horvat also has three power play goals. So that tells me that he, you know, spends a decent amount of time on the power play compared to, I'd say maybe more than Mitch Marner. You know, he's they're contributing the same amount on the power play, while Connor McDavid has one power play goal and only two points compared to Marner and Horvat's four. So that kind of shows their, uh, you know, the disparaging places that they're put in the lineup, whether it be the power play, the penalty kill, um, you know, shorthanded, either early in the game, last game. You know, it, it all depends. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to look at that stuff too, especially with Bo Horvat being in in first place technically. Yeah, it's also going to depend on the coach too. I mean, <laughs> Travis Green's not going to have. I mean, if if Travis Green is seeing that all his forwards are contributing, they're playing, he's going to have equal time for every forward, including Horvat. Meanwhile, Sheldon Keith from Toronto, he's going to have Mitch Marner. He's going to have his top line of Marner, Tavares, and Austin Matthews. 
on the ice more, especially during times when they need a goal. So it's yeah. all going to depend on what on what the coach is doing. Uh, and what, yeah, so in that regard, so the t- amount of time on the ice is going to is is going to depend on your system. It's going to depend on time of time of the game, how many goals you're ahead, how many goals you're behind. It, that's th- those kind of things. You don't con- those kind of intangibles don't really figure in uh, until you see it on the sc- on the stat sheet, right? I think speaking of coaching really quick, I'm curious to see if the situation with Vegas right now, their coaches are all in COVID protocol. They have their GM on their bench with their, what, AHL coaches hanging out for, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how long that goes on and if that has any influence on the choices that are being made for the team, if that has any difference on the performance for the team and their players overall. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating watch for sure. Uh, how long have they been, Meg, how long have they been in uh, COVID protocol? That today is the first game tonight's game. game. Yeah, wow. I mm-hmm. think that I think that story broke earlier today. Yeah. Wow. Wow, so this will be their first game without any of their head coaches on their bench. That's wow. pretty crazy. All right, so we're going to move on from point overall points to goals. Uh, as according to the NHL right now, the goalies, the goals, um, the according to Skaters, Tyler Toffoli, Bo Horvat, Travis Konecki, and Miko Rantanen all have five goals. Braden Shen, Philip Forsberg, Brock Besser, Nicholas Backstrom, Conor McDavid, and Bobby Ryan have four. Uh, Toffoli, I know, had a hat trick last week in Vancouver. Uh, Konecki had a had a had a hat trick against, I believe, I want to say Pittsburgh or Washington, I a week ago. Might have been might have been Pittsburgh in their second game. I think it was. Yeah, he had a hat trick. Uh, McDavid had a hat trick uh, against Calgary. So, top goal scorers right there. Uh, not many surprises. I mean, I think mean, Toffoli is kind of a surprise because he you knew how he had kind of that kind of scoring touch when he was in Los Angeles, uh, but to see that now in, in in Montreal, I mean, he was basically brought over because the Canadians needed size, but he's. But he's, uh, you know, you know it, it's surprising to see what kind of t- scoring touch he has. Yeah, I think with Toffoli, what surprises me is, you know, we knew he had that touch in L.A. And then when he was in Vancouver, he was kind of there. I mean, I think he was blending in. Well, you know, out of his five goals, I think four of them he's gotten against um, Vancouver. Yeah. So you take those two games out, he only has one. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to depend on who he plays for sure. I know, I know, Cal- I know. Uh, McDavid had those. He had a hat trick against Calgary, mm-hmm. and Calgary has been kind of struggling so far this year. Um, Bo Horvat, you know, he's in there. Travis Konecki, he had a hat trick against against. Uh, you know, amongst those top goal scorers, two of the three or two of the two of the four, excuse me, had hat tricks. But uh, but going forward, uh, well, I, had, I had a quick question. Actually, I was. <laughs> I was going to see if Megan was going to say anything, but I had a question for both for all three of y'all actually. So I mentioned this earlier and I know I mentioned this a couple times to Ryan with the new, I guess, uh, scheduling for the NHL where you're going to play your division more and you're going to see these guys more and you're going to learn their tendencies. You're going to learn their habits, things like that. These guys who are scoring hat tricks on these division rivals like Tyler and um, McDavid, right? You're going to expect that same production throughout the season. No. Or could I mean, that be set for the defensive guys and the goalies where they will pick up on these strikers' tendencies and habits? Who does it benefit yeah. more, I guess, is my that was my 
my thought is that it could be a little bit of both. I think the goalies are going to get used to the little, like, what makes those players tick, like, their mannerisms as they're, like, going to go a certain way. I know, like, when I watch the Pens, like, Latang has, like, a give when he's doing, like, shootout stuff. Like, you kind of know his give when you watch it long enough, which, like, obviously I'm not going to give it away to the world. But, like, watch for it. Like, you can kind of see these players, like, they're kind of tick a little bit. So the goalies, I think, will definitely come away with that. And especially in as we're seeing more, like, two goalie teams, they'll have time to kind of, like, watch a little more rather than being on ice. So I think the goalies definitely have an advantage. But also, player-wise, like, it's not like they don't see a lot of these teams in their normal seasons. Like, yes, a few teams, like, are seeing more of each other. But, like, for the most part, a lot of them are still fairly aligned with who they're normally playing. So I'm not expecting too much for the skater, but yeah. that could just be me. And, the, and I think that, in my opinion, that also depends. You know, you have teams that can either flip a switch and be really, really good or flip a switch and be really, really bad. I mean, look what happened with the Blue Jackets and the Lightning in the playoffs two years ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroyed them. Had no idea we would do that. And then, I mean, we got annihilated in the season. Um, I, I think at the beginning of the season, you're going to see some of these big rivalries are going to be a little more technical with the players. So for example, I'll use this for conversation between Edmonton and Calgary. You're going to see a lot more precision between Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Johnny Gaudreau, things like that. But once we get to matchup number five, six, and seven, it's going to be way more physical. It's going to be a little more sloppy because they know how the other team's going to operate. They know what they're going to do. They know what their power play looks like. They know what their penalty kill layout looks like. So it's going to be a little more physical. And I mean, not just with them, with everybody. It's going to be lower scoring too, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's been so much scoring. And I think, I think already in the East, you're seeing that these teams are used to each other. They're getting physical. I even texted Shannon today. I was like, the Bruins are so physical tonight. And the Pens just like, aren't really like that. But like, even so like the aggression coming from like Tom Wilson, early in the season against some of his opponents has been pretty, pretty real. Like I feel like they're getting into it a little faster, which granted is necessary right now with a shorter season. Like if you're going to get into it, get into it. Yeah. And I just want to take a look at the rookies real quick. Amongst, amongst the goal, the scoring rookies, uh, you have Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, he has six points. Ty Smith, New Jersey Devils. He's a defenseman, rookie defenseman. Six points. Uh, looks like he's on his way to having his point streak stopped. Darn it. <laughs> uh, Josh Norris from the Canucks. He's got four. He's got, I'm sorry, for the Senators, he's got four points. Niels Hoglander, Pius, Pius Suter, uh, they both have four points as well. Gabriel Velarde from the Kings, he's got three. Uh, Pius Suter had a hat trick against uh, against Detroit the other night. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, our friend uh, Zach. Is uh super happy about that. He was excited, especially beat Detroit. Yeah, and I think the coolest thing about it is those were his first three career NHL goals. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. You know, you get your first goal, and then you just get a hat trick in the same game. Yep, absolutely. So if you're looking for a rookie score, definitely look at Suter. Uh, He could he's catching fire right now, but he could add in a couple goals here and there. Uh, Some of these guys are making some of these some of these guys on the list are making they're making significant. uh, contributions to their team. Ty Smith is one of them. Uh, Kir- uh, Kiprizov from the the Wild. He's also doing. He's got six. He's got uh, six points, uh, two goals. Uh, yeah, no, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's got a, he's got five, yeah one goal, five assists right now. So he's he's contributing to the Wild's resurgence in a way. So if you're looking for a rookie, go ahead and pick one of those guys up. All right, let's move on to goaltenders. Uh, some of the some of the stats are a little bit deceptive, and I'll go into that in just in uh, as to why. That's not bad. I realized that after I looked at everything, and I was like, "Whoa, this is real skewed." <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll get into that, and uh, and, and right actually we'll go into that right now. So amongst goalies, uh, the top five in goals against average right now are Simeon Varlamov. With a ridiculous point zero point three three goals against average, <laughs> that was good. I was like, "Whoa!" No, that is good, good, right? <laughs> he's a, well, he's a, he's the starting he's a, the regular goaltender for the Islanders. He's got two shutouts so far this year, uh, so he's got a ridiculous goals against of zero point three three. And then second, you got Anton Kudobin and Mark Andre Fleury. They each have a one point zero zero goals against average. Brian Elliott. Philadelphia Flyers, 1.31, and Yarrow Halak of Boston, he's got a 1.44. But again, these are skewed. They're a little bit deceiving. And Meg, why are these stats deceiving? I think they're deceiving because you have backup goalies in the top here. I think there's so many situations right now where teams are doing a two-goalie thing where it's going to be difficult to pick who to pick up because you don't know who's going to play. Yep. Flurry right now. I know they started Leonard tonight, Vegas, but you don't know who's going to come next game, who's going to come next series. Um, Mark Andre Flurry is doing great. So is Leonard. So it's hard to uh, to know who to pick up right now. Yeah, it's kind of, it's difficult to find out. And in, in, in Vegas, you got two super. You got two elite goaltenders. Let's put let's put let's put this. Way. They're both elite oh, yeah. goaltenders. So you can have both of them on your team, and no matter who plays that game. You're either going to get a win, you're going to get a shutout, you're going to get at least, you know, no more than probably a goal, maybe two. Yeah, for sure. It also gets hard as you get further down the list. I know we have Blackwood on here as number, he's down in number, what, number seven? He's mm-hmm. not even in right now. He's out on COVID protocol, which I think this season is going to be super fluid with that. So definitely something to watch that list. Yeah, we're seeing all the other sports right now. Basketball, big, big proponent of it right now. Just can't really count on too many people. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and the same thing goes for save percentage. Mar- Varlamov's got a 988 save percentage. Yeah, he's a regular goaltender. But again, you're, you're going on the list. Brian Elliott, 964. Anton Kudobin, 961. Andre Mark Andre Fleury, 951. Mackenzie Blackwood, 948. And again, these these stats are going to be skewed, especially early in the season right now, and especially in COVID because we've got COVID going concerns for at least one of these guys for one of these goaltenders. So you know, I think especially with COVID going on, you're not going to see, you might not see your regular goaltender every single night too, which is which again, Vegas has that luxury of having two elite goaltenders. Uh, you could see, you could probably argue the same thing for Boston, uh, yeah. Rask, Cup winner, uh, Yarrow Halak. Uh, he's a he's an experienced totally. goaltender. If you have two really good goaltenders on your team, you can switch them on and off. It's always a benefit when you have those two like star goaltenders here. I know a few teams I think were trying to bank on having a, a loaded bench that didn't necessarily end up with that. Washington to be one of them, the Devils to be one of them, expecting a little bit more there. Um, but well, I think everyone's kind of 
Yeah, because well, with Corey uh, Corey Crawford retiring right. in the middle of training camp, that kind of put the put a monkey wrench in the Devils' backup uh, <laughs> goaltender plans. Alex, what, what's your opinion on uh, on this uh, on this goaltender situation? It's it's weird. I mean, I I usually don't pay attention to the goalie stats too much in the first you know week week and a half because yeah. you know you could have one bad game and then your save percentage gets dropped to seven hundred. And then you have one game and it could j- jump 250 points. Um, I mean, it's just like baseball three games in, you could either have a 333 average or an 800. It's just, it's, or, it's yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's just, you know, we're at the point where the sample size is so small that any tiny little detail and one small thing can make such a drastic change. Um, I mean, the names I see at the top overall don't surprise me. And there's a couple stragglers in there that kind of are, a little surprising with how their team's doing and stuff like that. Like for example, John Gibson, I mean, the ducks are you typically not good, but he is always a solid goalie to pick up, especially, you know, if you're doing it for fantasy wise. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I want to say is man, Alex has been killing it guys. If y'all are not following him, Megan and Ryan, y'all need to, they know they're hockey, but I think Alex na- nailed it on the head with that little bit. He just said at the end, I mean, not a lot of these guys are surprising in, in the top right now for goalies. You look at the top guy right now, Varlamov. Close. Close, <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. His ADP was two. So, it, like the we're gonna of- need some personalized shot glasses for this purpose. Oh yes, absolutely. I told y'all I was like when I was doing shots, that, shots. all I could think of was shot, shot, shots. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, his ADP is at 21.7, so he's going to be picked up pretty quickly. Brian Elliott, surprisingly, was not uh, even drafted. Then you look at <clears throat> Anton. I know Anton. There we go. His ADP is 13, so he's getting picked up right there at the end of the first or the beginning of the second, so no surprise for him. Uh, Mark Andre, right? Got that one. That's two drinks for all of y'all right now. I'm, I'm two for two right now. Just like the whole Mark name. Andre's a basic first name. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like saying, hey, guys, Ryan Elliott, look, Ryan Elliott, I got it right, so you guys need like, to drink. Boom. I mean, there's a lot of other names that I'm going to get wrong. Let, let's sure. just call this the Laszlo Holmes corner of, <laughs> of really up hockey. <laughs> nope. This is Brandon. Nope. Not going to say it. <laughs> but but yeah, whoever, whoever does get it right, we'll take a shot. But oh, That's pretty it. much all I had, though, for the goalies on that. Um, one thing I did want to do, we're hitting about that 35-minute mark, Ryan. Uh, yeah. I, I want to give about six tips real quick um, for yeah. first-time drafters for fantasy. Uh, I was just about to go to that, so let's go, let's, let's go for it. Perfect. Real quick, guys, and y'all can elaborate on this, too. I'll give the six out. If y'all have anything else that y'all have seen or done in the past, let's rock and roll. Um, So right now, number one, know the rules. Know the rules better than anyone else in your draft and utilize them. Uh, One big example comes to mind is this year for fantasy football, at least. Taysom Hill was a quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, running back, whatever you want to call him. Per ESPN rules, you could use him in the tight end position, even though he was designated as a quarterback. So essentially in a one quarterback league, you had a super flex. So know your rules in fantasy hockey. Maybe there's going to be something like that that will put you over the edge and put you into the playoffs uh, in your league. 
Number two, know your scoring system. So know if a goal is worth as much as an assist is worth as, as much as everything else in hockey, right? So know yeah. those things. Number three, don't be late to your draft uh, because you'll auto draft and you don't want that to happen at all because obviously we've seen uh, ADP doesn't matter in hockey. It's all about the flow, right, guys? And I got to watch more film. Uh, number four, have a list of players to draft um, that you like, right? That you know that are going to do well, all sorts of different things. Uh, a good way of finding these players to draft is to listen to Megan and Shannon, Ryan, Alex, and Zach on a weekly basis, guys. Belly Up Fancy Live Hockey will be every three weeks, but these guys put out a show every week. So listen to them. Give them a follow, uh, especially on YouTube, especially on Twitter, Facebook. Find these guys. They'll interact with you, too, and they'll help you out with your lineups uh, a little bit more than I can. Um, also, be ready to pivot. That's number five. So if someone takes your player right in front of you, don't get flustered. Uh, just keep on moving, keep on grinding, keep on shaking, right? Like Taylor Swift says, uh, shake them off or shake it off, right? There we go. Something like that. And then number six, guys, have fun. It's fantasy. It's a game at the end of the day that we want to win. Uh, so have fun and then listen to Belly Up Fantasy Live Hockey. All right. That's what I got. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Belly Up Fantasy Live. But before I do that, I, Pinto, just hit me up. Repeat after me. Igor. Igor. Chester. Chester skin. Chester skin. Take a drink, everybody. Alright. So thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We'll uh we'll we'll come back three weeks from today. Three weeks from now, we'll regroup. It will be deeper into the season and we'll Give us. We'll give you some. Uh, we'll give you some tips on who to pick up, who to drop, and and yeah, join us next time. So thanks again. We Starting with Alex, drop your plugs. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> plugs, come on. Let's let's. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in order. Uh, we're gonna. We have time. We got some time. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna start with Meg. Drop your socials. Drop your you know, plug your podcast. Plug whatever else you got going on. So let's start with Meg. Go ahead. Yeah, my personal socials: Miss Meg Rage across all platforms. Find Shannon and I, the Slapshot Sweethearts. We stream on. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, our social media, S Sweethearts Pod on Twitter, so Slapshot Sweethearts on Instagram. We love interacting on social, so definitely hit us up there. We are very competitive in the social world. We will throw shade. <laughs> with yes. and with bitmojis as Alex well. Alex knows we will yes. go at it. <laughs> Constant. Just just ask the New Jersey Devil. Just ask He him. loves us. It's fine. He does know. <laughs> Gritty, I'm um, sure about. Alex, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so on Twitter, you guys can find me at a nuttle underscore cbj. So that's n u t t l e. Uh, follow the Candace and Tom Hawks podcast at Cannon Hawks Pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. And as Meg said, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, about anywhere you can find it. We're also on Pandora. Um, hit us up on Twitter. You know, also. Slapshot Sweethearts and us, we're constantly talking back and forth. So if you find one of us, you're going to find the other one. I promise. Chris, go ahead. I talk too much, guys. Everyone know where they can find me. <laughs> you know where Ryan's take it home. All right. So my personal Twitter is at who is Ryan MCC. 
You can give me a follow there. I'll interact with you. Crack wise, whatever. I've got two shows. In addition to this one, I've got my podcast, which is No Credentials Required, uh, co-host with my buddy, Corey Mansfield. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. I actually just had, I just did an interview with Sean Patrick Flannery of who was on. Yep. Yep. Boondock Saints and Powder. He has a new movie called Born a Champion. Go and watch that movie. It's an excellent movie. So you can go back and watch, listen to that episode. Uh, again, new episodes drop every Wednesday. Uh, my other show, my live streaming show, which is around for the weekend, that goes uh, most Fridays at 6.30. If I got church stuff going on, it'll be on Saturday mornings at 11 Eastern time. Uh, Chris Pinto was on there last Monday, last Saturday, and so far it's the highest watched program. So, so, so far it's the highest watched episode of around for the weekend. So Alex and Meg, if you ever want to be on with uh, with me uh, again, uh, Meg was on uh, before Christmas. Uh, she did. She and uh, Shannon they debuted their episode. Uh, they, they actually did announced the drop of the episode of uh, Slapshot Sweethearts. Uh, you're obviously welcome back again, Pinto. You're welcome back, and Alex, you're welcome anytime on around for the weekend. Uh, but in the meantime, we're gonna sign off for tonight. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in three weeks. Cheers, everyone. Bye.